1: Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Thursday night. We look ahead to Sunday, and I'm looking even past that because I'd rather take on the Chiefs than the Bengals in the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll get back to the phone lines and all that kind of stuff. And um, a couple of interesting things that came out today, including Avante Maddox. Back at practice, Elliot Shore Parks was there. He joins us now to tell us what he saw there and give us his thoughts. on Avante is going to play. Elliot, how you doing tonight? What up, Joe? How you doing? Well, I'm doing well, and I mean it's starting to feel. Thursday's always that day. Like Wednesday and a Thursday, it starts to feel like we're close now. Are you, are you there? Are you starting to feel like we're we're almost we're almost at kickoff now? Yeah,
2: I'm. am ready for this game to start. I mean, you know, as you mentioned, coming off the Giants game Monday was fun to talk about the game. Tuesday, you know, you know, you're still kind of talking about it. But as of now, like. I've made up my mind on who's gonna win this game. I've broken it all down. I'm ready just to see how it plays out.
1: I am too, Elliot. And so so where are you on, on the matchup and the game? I mean I, I would say this is the obviously the toughest fa- test they faced all year, but I just keep coming back to the, the two advantages they should have. One without question is home field advantage. And that will, as long as the game is close, the crowd will be into it and raucous. And the other one is the quarterback advantage. Like those two things feel like enough to me to swing what uh, everywhere else seems even.
2: Yeah. You know, I think that with the 49ers, you're right. It's the toughest team they will have faced. It's the toughest matchup. Sirianni will probably have since he became head coach uh, of the Eagles. So I think when you hear all that, the natural inclination is to think, Oh, well the Niners must be better than the Eagles. But that's not the case. The Eagles are better than the Niners. It might be the toughest opponent they've faced, but it doesn't mean they're better. And it really doesn't even mean it has to be close. I mean, if you think about, the, the just compare the two rosters, right? The Eagles have the better offensive line. They have the better defensive line. They have the better quarterback. They have the better wide receivers. They have the better cornerbacks. I mean, the Niners in the middle of the field, the linebackers and safeties are probably better. Definitely a linebacker. But safeties, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you know, almost led the NFL in interceptions, or at least was close to it until he, he got hurt. So, you know, I look at this and I go, could the Niners win? Of course the Niners could win. Anything could happen. It's the NFC Championship. But ultimately, the Eagles have the advantage at all the important positions. And that starts in the trenches and the quarterback position. So, I, yeah, I, you know, I don't even think it has to come down to home field advantage. I think they'd win this game in San Francisco. But the fact that it's in Philadelphia clearly is an advantage, and I think they're going to win the game.
1: Ellie, let's talk about style. I mean, just a few minutes ago, as you'd expect, it's WIP. got a call saying they got established to run and run the ball early in the game. (laughs) But I look at this, and the Niners don't allow anyone to run the ball. And they allow deep passes. I mean, what's your guess on how the Eagles come out? I mean, last week they got a big lead, so they kept running. But obviously they thought they could run the ball well on the Giants, and they could. I, I feel like the path this week might be take shots down the field with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith.
2: Yeah, so I'll give you what's probably the lame answer, but the right answer, and then I'll give you what I what I would do. Okay. The lame answer that's the right one is they're going to do whatever they think works best. Mm-hmm. As much as I've been saying, you know, throw the ball each week, throw the ball. They're a team that is willing to come out and run it if they think they have the matchup there, and if they think the matchup is throwing it, they'll come out and do and do that. So if you know if this was week seven, I think we could have a long debate about what's better for them to do. But ultimately, with one game, I think they do what 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 got them. To this game, and that's doing whatever the defense gives them. So, in terms of whether they'll come out running or throwing, you know, I I I think that depends where they think they have the matchup. Now, I do think they want to try to hit downfield early to try to get a lead because if they can get a lead on this team, and you can make Brock Purdy drop back more, that's a good thing. The Niners, I I believe, they're like seventeenth in the league and uh big plays allowed like that uh you know they've allowed the most i i should say so the most 17th most. so they are they're a team that has struggled to to stop teams from getting down the field and the eagles are a team that has liked to jump on uh teams early you think about a.j brown's big touchdown early against pittsburgh uh, Devontae against washington
1: Devontae against
2: new york right they like to throw the ball down the field to get a lead early and i think that's probably what they'll try to do on uh, sunday
1: Ellie, what worries you the most? The, w- the one thing I was thinking about, and I think it's something we talked about earlier this season. And I-, I watched a video today. Emmanuel Ocho put up a video of kind of like, you know, the Eagles are really good, but if if there's one way to attack them, and and he, he kind of went back to that play um, against the Packers when Watson ran that- kind of that crossing pattern, and then Blankenship took a bad angle, and he just ran past everybody. Yeah. And we know all these Niners guys are fast and strong. And then I remember we talked during the year about the Eagles and tackling. Like, I don't think any team's going to throw the ball over the Eagles' head. It's just they're too good and, and they're too sound and well coached. But that—if I have one worry—it's that Debo or McCaffrey, one of those guys, takes a slant and they—they they get through everybody, and all of a sudden it's a big play that came out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, I mean the Eagles have been a, a good tackling team. I think for the for the most part, you're right that when the defense has struggled, that, that has been the issue. Um, you're also right that they're not going to try. To, they're not going to get over the Eagles' head. I think at this point the defensive system. Is too sound to allow that. So yeah, they're going to keep the game in front of them. Uh, you know, they're going to hope that the defensive line can can get to Purdy to the point where it's checkdowns and you know Debo and Brandon Ayuk aren't catching these passes. You know, 12 yards down the field and then running. So yeah, I really think it all begins uh, with the defensive line, and then the linebackers are going to have to tackle well. Like that's the key. I mean, if those two things happen, if they can get to Purdy and get him off his game early, and the linebackers tackle well. I mean, they could hold this offense to you know 17 or you know 13 points or something. Like, there's a real chance they could have a really good, a really good day as a defense. But it's going to begin with getting Purdy early. And then making sure they can't, you know, these completions are short as opposed to more down the field.
1: Elliot, what, what's the vibe down there this week? I mean, we did, we had this conversation last week, and, and you said that you felt like they, they 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 were the kind of normal, right? It was a normal week, but this yeah. is different. It just, I think we all realized like last week was like a lightweight coming in. This is this is a heavyweight battle. I mean, the, the Niners are yeah. a worthy opponent and a true number two seed to the Eagles. One, what's the vibe down there? Do you sense it normal? Does it feel like a bigger week down there?
2: You know, I I think the sense I get is they feel ready. They don't seem intimidated by the moment. Um, You know, the vibe in the locker room feels the same. They're loose. They're they're joking around with the people they normally joke around with. Uh, You know, a lot of players are speaking at the podium this week, and the guys that are speaking there, you know, Fletcher, uh, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, They've been here before, and I think that's a, it's a real advantage, not just for the players. I mean, you know, some of the staff has been, has been this type of thing, just people that, you know, how he's been, been in this situation. So I think they feel prepared. I think they feel ready, and I think coming off that big game against the Giants, I think they have their confidence back. So, you know, again, the Niners are going to have to play a really almost flawless game to beat these Eagles, this Eagles team. I really think the Eagles are going to come out and, uh, and play their best game.
1: Elliot, what's your expectation for the crowd, the noise level? You know, Fletcher talked about it today. Kelsey talked about it today. You were obviously there covering the NFC Championship game in 2018, February, February, January 2018 against the Vikings. You
2: know, I, I will say, Joe, quickly, I think we should all just call it the 2017 Championship game. Like, we know it took place in 2018.
1: It was the 2017 season. It's a small thing of mine. but I, I'm, I think we I'm all with you on this. Other well, we do, just right? It's
2: 2017. Yeah.
1: I like, like that because it, yeah. it, it bleeds into the next year, and then you try to get it right. Yeah. All right, so you were there for the 2017 NFC Championship game here, not wherever it was actually in 2017. We all know what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> give me your thoughts on that night, how loud it was, the atmosphere, and what you expect this weekend.
2: Yeah, I expect it to be crazy there. Um, you know, I do think in 2017 there was a uh, kind of an expectation going into the game of well, like a looseness amongst the fans because they were underdogs. There was a confidence that they would do well, but I think it was mostly just a party, you know, celebrating the team. I do wonder if there'll be a little bit more of a nervous energy at the stadium this time around. They are favorites in the game. Uh, you know, they, they were favorites last week. This is not the underdog mentality as much as, you know, sometimes fans want to try to paint that they can use things as a chip on their shoulder. But sure, it'll be loud. And, you know, I think a, a, a lead early is absolutely huge to keep the uh, keep the fans in it. And, uh, you know, Nick talked today about how he really wants the fans to get loud when Purdy's on the field. And I think early on, that's going to happen. The question is, if the Forty ers get ahead and there's frustration, frustration with Gannon's defense, how long that'll last?
1: Elliot, what's the latest on Avante? I saw you had a video at his locker today. He he was at practice. What's your gut telling you? Is Avante Maddox ready? Yeah. Close to ready? What are you thinking here?
2: It looks to me like he's going to play. Uh, he, you know, we're only allowed in a portion of practice, but he was running around out there. Looked good. Uh, talked to him at his locker. Seemed in good spirits. You know wasn't walking with a limp or didn't have, you know, wrap on his ankle or anything like that. In fact, if he wasn't injured, if if you didn't know he was injured, I don't think anybody would have any idea watching him move and how he talks. So maybe they hold him for the Super Bowl just because, you know, they've been going with Reed at safety and and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson obviously at nickel. But I think he'll be active and, uh, you know, I I think he'll play. And I think Chauncey will probably move back to
1: safety. Elliott, uh, we're talking about Elliott Shore Parks here as we get ready for the NFC Championship game. Last week, Jalen ran a little bit, and he certainly wasn't shy about getting hit, which made me feel good that he's feeling better, you know, the best he has in a while here. I think his legs could be a big part of this thing. What, what do you think about him running this week? Because the Niners have allowed some quarterbacks to run, and the yeah. Ma- Mariota did it. And then I just think about the way Hurts played last year. And, and one of the things he did well was, you know, when it was a tight window and he didn't trust what he was seeing. He took off and he ran and he he converted first downs with his legs. And I wonder if we kind of see some of that this weekend against a great defense. Instead of maybe forcing it and throwing a pick, he picks up the first downs with his legs. Do you think we see more Jalen running this weekend?
2: Yeah, I I think so. I mean, you know, there's so much talk in this city about, well, the Eagles haven't played anybody. Gannett's defense hasn't beaten anyone. Well, you could say the same thing for the Niners. I mean, they've played slightly better quarterbacks, but you mentioned it. Mariota ran all over them. If I'm not mistaken, Justin Fields ran all over them. Like, they've had trouble... With you know mobile quarterbacks this year, and you mentioned Jalen kind of tucking it and running it as opposed to taking chances. I think the key to this game is turnovers. If there were no turnovers in this game, I think the Eagles could win it by 10 plus. Like I think the Eagles, in terms of just executing their offense versus the Niners defense and vice versa, I think they're better. The only way this gets in, this gets close is if the Eagles make mistakes. The Niners rely on people making mistakes, they're turning the ball over, the quarterback making bad decisions, fumbling when, fumbling it when he's running it. So. I think you'll see Jalen move. I think you'll see him, uh, you know, be the normal kind of – I don't want to say conservative because he takes chances down the field, but the normal smart quarterback he is with, with the ball. And, yeah, I, I think he's going to have a good day against the Niners.
1: All right, Elliot, let's end with this. I, I, I don't know if you've given your opinion on this yet on all the Go-Bird shows or any time you were on, uh, on WIP this week, but I, I brought it up tonight. Some people are afraid of this conversation because they just want to wait until Sunday at 7 o'clock. I'm not afraid of it. Who would you rather play in the Super Bowl? I would rather play the Chiefs. I Burrow scares me more than Mahomes and I think there's something awesome about the Eagles playing Andy Reid in Angelo's final weeks here at WIP <laughs> that is just it's too good to pass up. Who would you rather play?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it's two people that love football and love content. I don't think there's any question that the Chiefs would be the the more exciting team, but but I'll say this, I'll take it a step further cuz I do agree with you. I I think the Chiefs would be a better matchup for the Eagles also. I think they have a better chance to win it, but you know, I think this weekend it could be the end of Patrick Mahomes being the unquestioned best quarterback in the NFL. I think for the last few years, you know, there's, been, there's always discussion about who the best quarterback is, but pretty much everyone will go, yeah, it's Mahomes and then it's everyone else. I think that ends this weekend. If Burrow goes in and, uh, and beats Mahomes and moves to 4-0 and against him, you know, what argument is there for Mahomes to be better? If Jalen then beats Cincinnati the following week and wins the Super Bowl at 24 years old and does everything you need in a quarterback today – what argument is there really for Mahomes at that point over, over Hurts? They'd be tied in Super Bowls, right? So I think that after a kind of a three-year stretch where he frankly blew it, right, in terms of a chance to add to his Super Bowl and his legacy, I think this weekend could be the end of Mahomes as, like, the unquestioned best quarterback in the league.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think Burrow will take the crown, at least to the Super Bowl, and then maybe against Jalen Hurts, uh, they, they battle for it. Elliot, I appreciate you hopping on. I'm sure I'll see you Sunday down at the link. And uh, I can't wait for then, and, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Talk to you soon, There he goes. Elliot Short-Parks. How about that? And I, I agree with him. If Joe Burrow goes into Kansas City and wins on Sunday, I do think, well, whether or not it's fair, I mean, you know, we, you could have your opinion the other way. I do think the way we talk about Patrick Mahomes as the unquestioned number one quarterback in the NFL, I think Elliot's right, it ends. Because Joe, I mean, if Joe Burrow beats him four times in a row, Including twice back to back in in Kansas City. Have you uh, did you see what the Bengals players are calling Arrowhead now? Uh Burrowhead. Burrowhead. I mean if he wins back to back title games there, I think they have to rename the stadium. Is that just the way it works? I think it is. Yeah. Um what do you think about that? If Burrow wins, is Mahomes' reign not statistically, just the way we talk about him, is it over as the unquestioned number one quarterback? I think it is. It would just be weird because we think of him on a completely
3: different level than every other quarterback. I mean, you look at what he's done. This is going to be his fifth straight AFC title game. He's hosted all of them. He's won two AFC titles. He's won a Super Bowl. And I know if Joe Burrow goes back to the Super Bowl and beats Patrick Mahomes, he has his number, but I don't know. Isn't there a world where we can say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, but he can't beat Joe Burrow? But this one matchup just for some reason he can't figure out. Well,
1: we can't but that I think that's where Is that too nuanced for sports right now? Well, I, I but I think that's where the, the but has changed the conversation, right? That there used to be no butts. It was just Mahomes, and maybe we throw Rogers in there for a couple of these years. But it's been no it's been no butts. There was ends, but now there's butts. That that's what changes things. 94-94. It's how you hop in. All right, I've just hopped in the car. I was making the case earlier, and I'm very curious where everyone lies on this. I'd rather take on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I'm thinking about this from the Eagles' perspective, from what I want. I'd rather play the Chiefs. And and, and it's not because Mahomes is banged up. I I mean, I'm expecting three weeks from now Mahomes' ankle to be in a better place than it is for this Sunday. This is not about health. I would rather take on the Chiefs for two reasons. Number one, Joe Burrow scares me more than Patrick Mahomes. I would rather take on Mahomes and Kelsey than Burrow – And all his guys. I mean, from Chase to Boyd to Higgins, those guys are ridiculous. And they just went into Buffalo and went one, and they feared nobody. I'd rather take on the Chiefs for that reason. And I want to put closure to the Andy Reid era. It's part of it because I think it'd be awesome to listen to Angelo for his final couple weeks yelling about Andy Reid one more time. I do. Do you
3: Uh, think whoever loses that Super Bowl should retire?
1: Between Andy and Angelo? Yeah. Career versus career. Pink slip on a pole match? I
3: mean, it kind of stinks because Angelo's going
1: to retire anyway. Anyway, but... yeah. It'd be, it'd be amazing if that wasn't, um, you know, like everyone didn't know about that. It was like this out of nowhere. And
3: Andy Reid ended, ends Angelo
1: Cataldi's career. Yeah, would Andy play along like a wrestling heel? I sure hope so. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, I love the storyline. Plus, I do think it would give closure to the Andy Reid era, whether you were pro-Andy, whether you were anti-Andy, tired of Andy. If the Eagles end up with two Super Bowls to Andy's one, it, it really put it, it puts the whole thing into perspective. I want the Chiefs this but Who do you want? Chiefs or Bengals? 9494 Sam is up on WIP. Hey Sam. Hey.
2: Hey Sam. Um, hey, I'm getting a little annoyed because you guys are jumping ahead to who would you rather play, Mahomes or Burroughs? So let's just focus on Sam Fran. And here's a question that no one's asking.
1: Okay.
2: I'm gonna try to put it delicately. But I noted the Eagles' defense is thinking this. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy is a third-string quarterback. What happens if, for example, Sweat just pancakes him, play one? Well, Who's then their stringer. Uh, it's a direct it's, snap it to CD. Lamb no, or what?
1: No, it's Josh Johnson, the career journeyman. Josh Johnson is their fourth-string quarterback. You know what? That might test the limits, Sam, of uh, of how good Kyle Shanahan is. Can he move the ball with Josh Johnson? <laughs> I don't think so.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to the game. I got my son, I'm going with my brother and my uh, nephew, and it's going to be loud, and we're going to get in Purdy's ear, and I'm hoping that they squash him.
1: Well, listen, Sam, I'm, I'm putting it on you. you got to get that crowd revved up, all right, Sam? Get, make sure it is loud in there. It's on you. I will do my best. E
2: A G. L-E-S,
1: Eagles. There we go, Sam. Enjoy it on Sunday. Yes, I expect it to be very, very, very loud in there on Sunday. And we just, you know, I asked Elliot there um, about the, the 2017, uh, which I, I, I think Elliot's probably right on that. We're tripping ourselves up. The 2017 season title game, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. The Vikings game. It was loud in there. And when Patrick Robinson had the pick six. It was as loud as any football stadium that you, know, you could hear on TV that I've heard. I mean, it was, it was extremely loud, and I expect that again this coming week. As far as – and I've gotten some messages here. There's some people uncomfortable with the conversation about who would rather play in the Super Bowl. When exactly are we allowed to have this conversation? I think we should freeze the AFC title game,
3: maybe push it back a day. Then
1: we come on the air. And
3: then we come on the air. Do at, a show. I don't know. We have to let the fifth quarter and Jack and Rob do their right. whole thing. 9.30, we'll come on. We'll do our thing until midnight. And then we radio out to Kansas City say, go ahead. You guys can do whatever you okay. we want. So we're done now. So
1: we'll put the call into Goodell. We can pause this conversation. We'll pick it. I mean, like, I I get it. I mean, the Eagles, me and Tucker and you and everyone who's who's chiming in on this, we're not playing for the Eagles on Sunday. Okay? Like, none of us are playing. We we, we are allowed to look ahead. We're fans. It's okay. I promise you, as I, uh, a listener, and he listens a lot, and he's, he's a good guy, he sent me a message saying, if the Eagles – Lose, it's my fault because I brought this up. I looked ahead. I mean, If you want to blame me, you can blame me. I, I, assu- I mean, you wanted to put it all on Jalen Hurts if they lose last night. I assure you this is more on Hurts and Sirianni and all the guys that we talked like about. feels like a good poll. If the Eagles lose, who is it on? Joe Giglio or Jalen Hurts? It's fine. I mean, if you want to blame me for it. I'm just – I'm curious what people think because I want to face the Chiefs. I If I have my, my way – and my preference, it would be the Chiefs. And I don't think anything will change the outcome of Sunday's game. Like it, I don't believe in that stuff. Like, well, we haven't won this game yet. We, I don't care. I mean, they're going to play the game on Sunday, and the game will go as the game goes. I believe the Eagles are going to come out victorious, and I think it's going to be a hard game. Like I, I'm not, I'm not overlooking the opponent. I mean, more, I looked overlook the Giants. I mean, I'm not overlooking the Niners. That team is outstanding. I saw a. Um, I think it was, I forget what they called it. ESPN put it up a week or two ago, three ago, the 100 most valuable players in the NFL this season. And they ranked all the players in the NFL on the 100 most valuable players. And I was, and this was before we knew it would be Eagles-Niners. But I, I kind of made a mental note of it because I was amazed at the number. So I, I, I read the list and I, and I counted. So of the 100 most valuable players in the NFL, 19 of those players are Eagles or Niners. I don't know if you're going to get a, a game with more talent on, on the field than this Sunday. I'm sure there was a good amount of Chiefs and Bengals, and I'm sure they had you know five, six, seven each at least. But I don't know if you get a game with more talent. And If I remember, I think it was like 11 Eagles, 8 Niners, or 12 Eagles, 7 Niners. Uh, I know Baldy a couple days ago said this is going to be the best football game of the season. This might be the – the quarterback obviously changed to Tucker, but this might be the game with the most – individual star players on the field all year.
3: Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's not really taking top billing among casual football fans, right? Because it's Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. Quarterbacks. Round two, I think, is what most people are kind of looking forward to for for Sunday. But, yeah, if you're a football nerd and you like offensive line play and you like defensive line play and you like running the ball and three yards in a cloud of dust and and front sevens and big hits, this is the game for you. I mean – it tends to happen once or twice a year. We have a, a game where you just are amazed at the just the high level of quality of play on each side of the ball. I think that's it this Sunday. I mean, I, I can't imagine two teams who are both incredibly healthy at this point in the season with this high of stakes. Both coach incredibly well. Both win in the trenches. I mean, this has the chance to be like that Eagles-Rams uh, game in 2017, like uh, you know Chiefs-Bills last yeah. year. Um, or even the year before in the postseason, this has a chance to go down as the game we remember from this season.
1: Yeah, I, there was a game the, the year the Niners played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl that they played the Saints in a crazy game in, in in New Orleans. That was I forget the score, but it was back and forth, and it was kind of the moment I realized the Niners were the best team in the conference. Every year has that one or two games that you remember, and it's not necessarily the Super Bowl. And I also think this could end up as the most physical game, like physical big game. Like right, there's random games in week six between teams we're not watching that turn out to be very physical. This might be the most physical big game in a very long time. Like just the the players that are on both sides, the offensive line, the defensive line, the fact that Jalen Hurts plays physical as a quarterback. I think it has that, that kind of uh, potential on Sunday. Two one five, five ninety two, ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop we'll come back. Your phone calls. Who would you rather play? The Chiefs or the Bengals of the Super Bowl, I would rather play the Chiefs. The storyline, Andy Reid closure on the Andy Reid era. I think their defense is more susceptible than the Bengals' defense, especially against the pass. And Joe Burrow scares me more than Patrick Mahomes. I said it; he scares me more than Patrick Mahomes. I'd rather play the Chiefs. How about you? We'll come back. Your calls. We have a guest from San Francisco coming on at nine, and we got to play this next because it is. I mean, once in a while, things just slip through the cracks, like really interesting things, and then they're brought to our attention. And something about the Eagles coaching staff and a connection to Brock Purdy that I had no idea about. I I don't know. Unless I saw this this morning, I would have never had any idea. The Eagles have a connection to Purdy, and it might give them a real advantage on Sunday. We'll we'll have that for you next. 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio, 94 WIP. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with Fandle in partnership with Valley Force Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 of free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up promo code G-I-G-L-I-O this weekend. $150 $150 of free bets? Give me A.J. Brown over receiving yards and a score touchdown. FanDuel is all your favorite bets in the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. All in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I really like the FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 of free bets Win or lose with promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?